Welcome to the Pop on Film. I am Bunny Williams, and with me is. I am the Pope in question. My name is Reverend May Lynn. I am the founder of the Church of Ed Wood, which is an actual thing worth a Google. It is episode 451 of this podcast, which means, logically, that we have done 450 episodes before this one. Of course, that is the truth. Why would we lie? It's not like we would, like, I don't know, uh, skip 100 episodes just to mess with people that don't even care. Why would we do that? That's just silly. So just trust us. It's episode 451. And today, what are we going to do for this episode of the podcast? Well, I'm not sure if I can explain it because only the infinity of the depths of a man's mind can really tell the story. I'm so excited. Woo! I just had my birthday. I'm t I turned older than you'd think. Yeah. I look pretty good. One of my favorite pastimes is going on Facebook and looking up all of the men that I went to elementary school and grade school with. And to see them, 280 pounds, balding, gray hair, bunch of wrinkles, look like someone's grandfather. And then I look at me. All beautiful and nice, and yeah, estrogen is a miracle drug. So <laughs> we've got so much that we're doing today. Uh, I, I, I look freaking remarkable. We are going to be talking about the Oscars. We're going to be talking about the Razzies. We are going to be talking about United States presidents. We're going to be doing a little thing. I, I'm super excited about it. I'm so excited. And then this week's movie, oh man, I have so much. We're going to be talking not just about Glenn or Glenda. We're going to talk, be talking about Bela Lugosi and Bela Lugosi's uh, wife. We're going to be talking about the two sequels to Glenn or Glenda that Ed Wood wrote. Here's my original VHS copy with the Ed Wood collection sticker still on it from Rhino Home Video. Haven't even opened it. Still sealed. It's one of my treasures and I love it. Uh, we're going to be talking about this movie. We've already done this movie in episode 199, but this week we're going to be talking about it from a fresh new trans perspective. And let me just say right now, I have watched Edward's Glen or Glenda at least 50 times. At least. I have seen it high. I've seen it drunk. It's been on in the background while I've been doing it. I have seen it so many times. Uh, but I've only seen it about three times as a trans woman, and it is a completely different movie now. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about that. I am so freaking excited for this episode. It's going to be great. And so uh, let's get to it. So, Bunny. Hi, how are you? Hi, how's it going? Uh, Good. Is your hair slicked back or pushed back? Uh, it's 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 half free. Half is, free. What it's back? It, yeah. Okay. It I looked have... a bit slicked back, and I was wondering if you were if you know if you had uh uh spiked up blonde hair, itty bitty jeans. Do you eat your steaks sloppy? I guess is my question. <laughs> Lappy steaks, new season 
of I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson on Netflix uh, May 30th. So once that's done and you've watched the third season, then you can cancel your Netflix account. Uh-huh. Just to be clear. So our last episode was episode 450, which of course means that there have been exactly 449 episodes before that episode. And small aside, uh, don't question that math. Don't bother. I mean, why would you? It's not like we changed the episode numbers for no reason other than to F with people. Why would anyone do that? Plus, you're probably too busy to head to SoundCloud.com slash the-pope-on-film and comb through the insane amount of content that this podcast creates to figure out this tiny little riddle that nobody cares about. So best leave the counting to us. This episode is 451, so we've recorded precisely 450 episodes before this one. That's just basic math. Two plus two is four. Minus one, that's three. Quick maps. Everyday man's on the block. Smoke trees. So, uh, this is episode 451. It was my birthday this past week. I turned older than I look. This is the phrase that I use now to explain uh, my age. Black don't crack. Brown slows down. Okay. That's a new one that I am uh, trying to start. Uh, so just trust me when I say I look re-friggin-markable for a woman my age. Estrogen is a miracle drug. So since this is my birthday episode, I wanted this to be a very personal episode. I'm not saying that this episode will be all about me, Uh because that sounds conceited AF, but I just want this episode to be one where everything I talk about will be something I care about. For example, we'll, my movie this will be about right you. Here. Huh? We'll, we'll be about you. It's no, 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 no. Just, just things that I care about. Like this week's movie, uh, Glenn or Glenda, which is a film we already did, episode 199. Go check it out. It's a good episode. It was the first ever appearance of Steve Stubbs of the Week, and I reviewed Aquaman, which I do not remember at all. Looking back at Aquaman, the only thing I remember is that... Uh, Agent Wu had a small part in it. Yes. In Aquaman. That's all I remember. That says something about the DC Cinematic Universe. If you put five women in front of me and told me one of them was Amber Heard, I do not know if I'd be able to pick them out. Oh, no. No, not at all. At all. I do not think so. This week's episode is brought to you by um, a new soda. It's not Sprite, it's RIT. Uh-oh. All new RIT. So be sure and find RIT at your local store. It's next so to you Sprite. Can, you can also dye your clothes with it. Yeah, you can also dye your clothes with it. RIT. <laughs> yeah. Uh... I'm excited to take another stab at Edwards Glen or Glenda. Uh, but this time, it's from a totally different trans perspective. That will be very personal. I get to talk about the growth I've gone through. And speaking of growth, the Oscars. Okay. Happened. The evening of our last episode, the Oscars happened. Our, our last recording session for this podcast happened the day 
of the Oscars. And, and, and it puts uh, me and it puts me in I love- quite a quandary here. Huh. Okay, because I have a long-standing tradition of not liking Oscar movies. Yeah, it's it's tough, isn't it? So I don't know what I what I should do. Should do, do I have to go back and now retroactively not like everything everywhere all at once? No, can I can no, I can, no, can you I can, can, like can I continue it is to like it, it was even though it won an Oscar? Yeah, it won. It it took over everything everywhere all at once. And it's so funny because when I first saw it in theaters, like right around when it came out, it was just a tiny little indie movie that no one had heard of. Yeah. And for that to blow up into the into best picture, best director, best actress, best supporting actor. Like that is a huge deal. And that meant so much to me. Mal and I were watching it together and we were standing up and cheering. We watched the Oscars the way that cishet men watch the Super Bowl. Really? Yeah. The Oscars for us were basically if 10 Super Bowls had a baby with WrestleMania. WrestleMania being next weekend. Uh-huh. Uh, and so Oscars. I watch it every year, and I love it. I love the Oscars. <coughs> but what does the Oscars have to do with growth? Well, let me tell you. Not only have I, Maylin, been on a long road of personal growth over these past few years, but our podcast has also grown. Over yes, these has. past few years, it has grown Not so much. Not in listeners, mind you. Not in listeners. Uh, definitely in length, but we're getting better about that. But um, our podcast has also shown a lot of growth. We started the podcast in 2014. It's almost been a decade of this podcast, which is fascinating, phenomenal, incredible. Blows me away. Uh, I remember in the first few early years, we would rant and rave about the Razzies. Yes. Every year, the dark, evil, nega Oscars, where they celebrate the worst movies of the year. And we talked about, I remember the one year where All About Steve was nominated and Sandra Bullock actually showed up to get her uh, worst actress. Yeah, nominee nomination. Hats off uh, to her for that, huh? Hats off to her for that. Yeah, hats off to her for that. My screen keeps telling me that you're typing. Are you typing to me, and I'm not seeing it, or is this Am something I you're doing? Typing. Oh, no. Bunny Williams is talking. Okay, never mind. I don't know why it's telling me you're talking. I know you're talking. I can hear you. Anyway, um. And we would talk we would talk about the nominees every year and talk afterwards about what movies won big, you know. But the more I watch new releases in theaters from the end of 2018 to the pandemic in March of 2020 when they shut down all the movie theaters, I watched three movies a week and it was a really good sort of film school for me. I forced myself to watch and everything 
I watched every Christian movie that came out. I watched every anime movie that came out in theaters. I watched the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. And so, um, the more I watch new movies, the more I watch movies in theaters, the more I care about the Oscars, the more I just don't care about the freaking Razzies. Yeah. Hey, uh, I find it to be a bit mean-spirited. I feel like it's punching down. Oh, and also, a well, lot Well, there certainly of... have been cases where it has punched down. Yeah. But, in general, punching Hollywood is not punching down. Like, I remember one year, like, in the 80s, they nominated, like, Annie as Worst Picture. Yeah. That's not... It's a bit cringe. The musical is cringe, but that doesn't mean that the movie itself was this horrible, unwatchable thing. You know, like, uh... Well, we would also have to see what what else it was up against that year. Yeah. Also, a lot of things that people say are horrible movies. Oh, this is the worst movie. This is the worst movie I've ever seen. A lot of what people call bad are just meh. You know? Yeah. Like, like uh, so many people are trashing 65. Adam Driver's dinosaur movie. And they're saying, oh, man, worst movie of the year? Oh, it's going to sweep the Razzies when it's award season. This is such a horrible movie. This is the worst. No, it's not a bad movie. It's it's beautiful looking. I find the premise interesting. It's just not that good. If a movie's not that good, that doesn't automatically make it bad. Right. It's still fun, and it's still interesting, and I was definitely, like, stressed popcorn eating throughout uh, 65, but it's not bad. Just like how I I try to separate what I like and don't like from good or bad. Yeah. Because a a movie could be good by all measure... You know, critical acclaim, winning Oscars, shit like that. I still don't like it. That yeah. doesn't make it bad because I don't like it. Yeah. It could still be a good movie, although probably not. I just don't like it. Yeah. Like 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 a lot of times when I review movies on my Twitter, uh Twitter dot com slash Reverend Steve. Is that still a thing? Twitter? Yeah, it's still a thing. Um, I, I can't give up Twitter because I have so many trans friends on there and they offer me so much support and I love them. All of my trans friends. Um, one of my friends is a blue check mark, uh, Gwendolyn. She is the founder, the, the founder of the trans day of remembrance. And uh, she started following me when I got fired from the bookstore. And back then I was a guy, I didn't know I was trans, and now we're both trans together and we talk, and she's, she's, she's one of my besties. So, and, and talking about uh, uh, the Razzies punching down, uh, was it this year or was it last year? I, I think it was this, this year. 
they nominated uh, Firestarter for a lot of Razzies. Because they remade it yeah. in 2022. I saw it. It was bad. It was very bad. But they nominated the star Ryan Kiera Armstrong in the worst actress category. Yeah. Bitch, she's 11. What are you doing? <laughs> That's not freaking cool. What the heck, Razzies? That legitimately pissed me off. Like, okay, the script was bad. I get it. Why are you punishing an 11-year-old? It's not the 11-year-old's fault that the script was bad. Well, it's, I, like, it, it's kind of tough if you're going to have something like that. You know, yeah. I, mean, I mean, was she bad, though? She did as good as she could with a horrible script. But it's not her fault that the script was bad. You know? Okay. So, anyway. But... but but couldn't you say that for just about everybody, but it's just this particular person? Because she's That's 11. That makes you notice it. I mean... That is a good point. So so I found an article. It's from the Onion AV Club, uh, avclub.com. The article is entitled, 18 Times the Razzies Got It Wrong. So the Razzies started in 1980 with the movies of 1980, and I thought that we could go through the article and talk about it and share our collected thoughts on the low-hanging fruit known as the Razzies, okay? Going back to the very first Razzies, which, to be fair, were held in a late-night post-Oscars drunken haze, founder John Wilson and his friends nominated for Worst Picture... Friday the 13th. The film was also nominated for Worst Supporting Actress for Betsy Palmer, who played Mrs. Voorhees. Okay. Friday, Friday the 13th lost Best Worst Picture to, can you guess which movie won Worst Picture in the year 1980? If anyone Up could, I think Academy. it could be you. Huh? Up the Academy. No. Was Robert Downey Jr. No. Can't Stop the Music. Now, Can't Stop the Music deserves a Razzie, but Friday the 13th? I mean, come on. There are so many other Friday the 13th that deserve that, but not the first one. That upsets me. That upsets me. Okay. Worst director. This is from when? 1981. Stanley Kubrick for The Shining. Really? Yeah. Worst director. Yes. Okay. I think I think they gave worst director to Stanley Kubrick. For the Shining specifically because, oh, well, we love the book. And this changed the book so much 
that this movie is is barely like the book at all, and so we're giving him worst director. But the thing is, is that the way that Stanley Kubrick treated uh, America's own Shelley Duvall, he does deserve worst director, but not for this movie. No. He deserves worst director. No, he, he deserves like a worse human torture. being. Yeah. Yeah. He he deserves worse human being, but not worse director. This movie is freaking beautiful. Freaking beautiful. The movie The Shining is so popular that you watch Toy Story, the first Toy Story. And when you go into Sid's house, the bad kid who tortures toys next door. His carpet is the shining carpet. And you know that because yeah. that's how popular and important and monumental the movie The Shining is that it's referenced in freaking Toy Story. But worst of all, well, I, 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 mean, I think it's I think it's a bit too overhyped on the show. Over like Right Over, now, <laughs> overhyped, yes, but there's no way you can put The Shining up there with, you know, Tommy Wiseau. No, no, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> we're, worst picture. This is a either or. I kind of agree with the Razzies on this one. 1982 worst picture, Heaven's Gate. Haven't seen it. Couldn't tell. Remember all. Is, remember all the controversy around it. This is one of those things where it's like over the past 10 or 20 years, uh, a much longer cut of Heaven's Gate was released and then opinions changed. And now some people are calling Heaven's Gate a masterpiece. And it's like, yeah, I bet that the director's cut four hour version of Kevin Costner's The Postman is so much better, but I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. So I, I, I might agree with Heaven's Gate. I might agree with the Razzies on that one. Worst picture, 1983, Annie. I have three reasons why Annie shouldn't get best picture. Carol Burnett, Bernadette Peters, Tim frickin' Curry is why this should not have been nominated for worst picture. And also, uh, the 11-year-old who starred in Annie was nominated for Worst Supporting Actress and Worst New Star. Worst Supporting Actress? She played Annie in Annie. Uh, the Worst New Star category was finally eliminated in 1990, but not only after dozens of poor children were nominated for not being trained actors. I mean, I don't like the movie Annie, but that's because I don't like the musical. Yeah. That being said, uh, Hard Knock Life is a banger. Yes, it is. If someone starts singing The Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow, I will vomit. But Hard Knock Life starts playing. I, I'm, I might get into that. Uh, worst director, 1984, Brian De Palma, Scarface. Really? Okay. Yes. They called it too violent and, and profane. I guess they they nominated it because it was over the top. 
And they also nominated Over the Top, the, the arm wrestling movie. But uh, Scarface, nowadays, that's considered a modern classic. I have a cousin who went to, uh, uh, who got arrested for a period in time. And I can tell you that in jail, people see 1983 Scarface as a documentary to something to aspire to. Yes. Which I am against. I've always hated the movie Scarface. But that's for my own personal reasons. I wouldn't call it a bad film. It's been years since I've seen it. In fact, Scarface is officially the first movie I ever rented. Really? Yes. The first movie I ever rented was The Toxic Avenger, and it effed me up for the rest of my life. I never watched it again. I was like ten. Yeah. Well, this was this was way the early days. So I rented it from the plate from the electronics store that I actually bought the VCR from. Nice. Okay. They had like ten movies. Scarface was one of them. <laughs> they had like I you you remember when you could rent a movie inside of the grocery store? Yeah. You remember that? You go to like Safeway and it's like, I'm going to get some chicken, I'm going to get some ice cream, and I'm going to pick up Arnold Schwarzenegger's eraser for three nights. And then bring it back. And I would go to the supermarket and my parents would take like two and a half hours, but I'd go because I might be able to take a Nintendo game home with me. I loved that. But Scarface, I wouldn't call it worst movie, I wouldn't call it Brian De Palma, worst director. Now, if we were talking about Phantom of the Paradise, maybe. Well, again, we we would also have to consider what else is up that year. But see, so far, I'm fine with them taking shots at these people. Okay. Take a shot at uh, Brian De Palma, take a shot at big Hollywood movies. It's a good thing. Okay. Well, uh, let's see. 1989, Worst Picture, Cocktail. I don't, never saw it, don't care. 1990, Worst Picture, Roadhouse. Okay. It was nominated alongside The Karate Kid 3, A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, and Star Trek 5. Okay, yeah, no, there, no, no, see, well, see, now we're comparing against other things in that year. Star Trek V was fucking horrible. Which one was that? That was, that was the one Shatner directed. That one sucked. sucked. It wasn't the one with the whale. No, that was four. The and one with was, the whale was the best. No, this one was five. This one did legitimately suck. And Although, you mentioned some other shit there, too. The only reason I like five is because it it's the movie that makes canon the fact that Shakespeare was a Klingon. No, that was six. Oh, that was six? Okay, then screw five. Uh, the Karate Kid 3, I haven't seen it in forever, but I remember loving it. A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, I, they, that, I think that's the dream child. That one deserves it. But Roadhouse is one of those movies where it's like, yeah, is the movie bad? Yes, and that's why it's great. 
Yeah. Like, I don't think that, that the Razzies can distinguish between bad and so bad it's good. Like, what are they going to nominate this year? Cocaine Bear? Because it, it's all about a bear who does cocaine? Yeah, that's the point. Ten minute warning. Okay. 1993, worst picture, The Bodyguard. Kevin really? Costner, Whitney Houston. They nominated The Bodyguard. I'm kind, I'm kind of surprised at that. They also nominated Basic Instinct and Newsies. I like I like Newsies. But that's just me. I Most haven't actor... I haven't seen Newsies. I I I saw Swing Kids, so I think that Swing counts. Kids. Yeah, that probably counts. Worst actor 1993 Michael Douglas Basic Instinct. Okay. I mean I don't like the movie, but I don't think anything in it is bad. The only thing that I think is bad in Basic Instinct is how much Newman sweated. <laughs> 1995 Worst New Star, Jim Carrey. This one kind of upsets me. In 1995, he starred in The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, and Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. In the year that he was nominated, Ace, uh, Jim Carrey was king of the freaking planet. Yes. He was nominated next to Anna Nicole Smith and Shaq. I don't think he deserves that. No. Uh, Jim Carrey. Shaq does. Anna Nicole Smith did. Jim Carrey does not. This one upsets me. Okay. 1996. Worst picture. Showgirls. I'm sorry. I don't understand how Showgirls became a beloved movie in our society. I hate that film. I have I have yet to see it. You have yet to see Showgirls, buddy. Yeah. Sh showgirls. I am shocked and chagrined, flabbergasted, mortified and stupefied that you have yet to see Showgirls. And I and I love Verhoeven, so I, I am I am I, I I don't want my heart broken. That's what it is. Okay, I I get that. Uh, Independence Day, worst written film grossing over $100 million. I might agree with that. I don't, I, I never liked Independence Day. This one upsets me. 2000, worst picture, The Blair Witch Project. I like The Blair Witch Project. Uh, I'm not gonna... Huh? Uh, I'm, no, I'm gonna have to unfriend you now. I, I'm not. I, I don't think I've watched it this century, but I liked. I liked how. I liked how legitimately, seventeen-year-olds rushed to this movie, thinking that it was real because they had never seen a found footage horror movie before. Yeah. Like, so I'm sitting there looking around at people who are literally scared to death because they've never seen Cannibal Holocaust. And I thought that was. Freaking hilarious. And I love the Blair Witch Project. It legitimately scared people. And then people hated it, but people only hated it because they got fooled by it. Well, like they were, it was they were legitimately scared by boring. it. It was just absolutely boring. 
and yelling and acting scared at things that just weren't there. Speaking of we got being to, scared. We got to the okay. end scene of that movie where we see the guy standing in the corner and the camera starts slowly coming in. I'm like, finally, this movie is this movie is going to go somewhere. And then credits. And I was like, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, Shane P. Granger has never watched the Blair Witch Project. Calls it a shit movie. Bunny gets it. I'm not. I'm not saying it's the world's best movie. I'm saying a lot of people say that it's bad only because they were legitimately fooled by the film. And I find that fascinating. I find it phenomenal. And speaking of getting scared of things that aren't there, Bunny. Um, in our next episode. We're doing Skinamarink. Okay. I am really excited to get your opinion on Skinamarink. The 2023 movie that cost $15,000 and made over $2 million at the box office. It's going to get it's going to get a negative 2 points if I have to watch boogers run out of somebody's nose. You don't see anyone's face in the entire film. And I should I am, be safe. I am blown away by this movie. I am blown away by this movie, and I can't wait for you to see it. I want to watch it with Mal and get their opinion too, because it's it, it bimbo's in it. Want to be a member? Want to be a member? So th- it gets automatically like five extra points for that. Drew automatically. Drew. So uh, that's the. That's the Razzies. I, I find the Razzies to be low-hanging fruit. A lot of people say, oh, this movie's so bad, but it's not. There's a difference between a bad movie and a movie that's just not that good. And also, a lot of times, the Razzies can't delineate between a movie that's bad and that's why it's good. Like Roadhouse. I hate that movie. It sucks, and that's why I love it. But they can't delineate between those two things. Yeah. Anyway, I don't care too much about the Razzies anymore, and I'm happy about that. I'm not so sure how much I cared to begin with. Okay. Same. I mean, yeah. it's funny. Like, I didn't give a shit. I mean, uh, yeah. I'm kind of glad it's out there. You know? Yeah. I mean, how, how seriously are we going to take something called the Razzies? Yeah, that's a good point. So uh, that's it for our monologue this week. Bunny, do you have the presidents ready? I have the presidents ready. Okay, so uh, cut on the monologue. Now we're going to take a short break only because we record this on Zoom and there are 40-minute time limits now. Zoom. So we're going to take a short, short, itty-bitty break, and we're going to show some little videos and this and that so that we can restart Zoom. When we come back, it's time for the second part of our podcast, Historic Approximations. This week, I have turned it into a fun game. Funny. We're going to be talking about presidents, and I'm so excited. Uh, So get your thinking caps on, everyone. It's time for some educationally. I don't know if I'm high enough for this yet. I just realized I haven't had any weed until like this time last last 
yesterday. So I am 100% sober. I'm going to have to change that. Yeah, we're going to work on that. So uh, stay tuned. We will be right back with more of the Popon film after this. Do, 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 do. This is the outro music. Do, 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 do. Put the video back up. Where are you? There you are. Do, 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 do. Skitty, papa, do, wow. And break. <laughs> 